Hello, and welcome to Living Fit with your hosts, James and Karen Roberts, personal trainers, life coaches, and motivational speakers. This program promotes good health through nutrition and physical activity. If you are interested in starting a personal fitness training program, please contact either Karen Roberts at 336-202-2313 or James Roberts at 336-707-7719. You can also contact them at Facebook at livingfit.com.co. Please consult your medical doctor before starting any exercise program or nutritional plan. And now, here's James and Karen. Good morning and welcome to Living Fit with James and Karen Roberts. Thank you for listening in. On today's show, we have a person who's going to tell you about their experience with health and fitness and weight loss. And Karen's going to give her a fit tip. And we'll be right back to introduce our guest for today. Hi, and thank you so much for joining me for this week's fit tip. So um, today I want to give you some tips to living a healthier summer. Um, But first go to Proverbs 17 and 22, which says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. So when the weather starts to get warm and things are still a bit hectic in our lives, we tend to adopt a schools out uh, mentality or attitude in the summer. Um, That's why this is a perfect time to improve your health in a fashion so seasonally laid back that you barely notice the effort. Some of the top experts suggest doing the following things will tremendously improve your overall health. And number one is give your diet a berry boost. So if you do nothing else this summer to improve your diet, have a cup of mixed fresh berries, blackberries, blueberries, or strawberries um, every day. And then I hope you load up on antioxidants, which may help prevent damage to tissues and reduce the risk of age-related illnesses. Blueberries and blackberries are especially antioxidant-rich. A big bonus, berries are also tops in fiber and uh, helps keep cholesterol low and may even help prevent some cancers. Number two is get dirty and stress less. So and to, to improve your stress levels, plant a small garden, cultivate a flower box or some kind of space. If you have have limited space, um, plant a few flower pots. You can do them indoors or outdoors. But just putting your hands in soil is grounding. And when life feels like you're moving so fast that your feet barely touch the ground, being mentally grounded can help relieve physical and mental stress. The next one is floss daily. So, you know you need to floss, and now is the time to start. Flossing every day, uh, we should be flossing every day, and you can do it anywhere. You can do it at the beach, while reading on your patio, um, when watching TV. Um, Again, you can do it anywhere. Flossing reduces oral bacteria, which improves overall body health, and if oral bacteria is low, then your body has more resources to fight bacteria elsewhere. So floss daily, and you're doing better than at least 85% of the people. Um, The next one is take a vacation. So um, you can improve your heart health by taking advantage of uh, a bunch that's going on vacation. So 
if you do it in the summer, try to do it when um, your schedule is light. Um, it would be a great time to unwind. Vacations have multiple benefits like lowering your blood pressure, your heart rate, stress hormones, um, such as cortisone, which contributes to a widening waistline and increases risk of heart disease. So you can change that. And then finally, um, sleep well. Resist the urge to stay up later during long summer days. And I know the sun is out late, but instead pay attention to good sleep hygiene by keeping the same bedtime and wake up schedule and not eating or drinking other than water, perhaps, um, within three hours of bedtime. It's also a good idea to avoid naps during the day unless naps were part of your original daily habit. And there you have it. Some super simple ways to boost your health this summer. Try one or all of them. Um, and they're so easy that you wouldn't even know that you're doing them. So, as always, I pray that this message has been a blessing. Please pass it on to family and friends. And don't forget to tune in to Living Fit with James and Karen Roberts today and every Tuesday at 11 a.m. on 100.7 FM The Joy. Have a blessed day. Thank you again for listening to Living Fit. On today's show, I want to introduce you to someone you may all know, or some of you know, uh, Dr. Jesslyn Peterkin, who is a member of our, our body of believers, and she's going to tell you about her experience. Dr. Peterkin, would you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, um, my name, of course, is Jesslyn Peterkin, and uh, uh, I am a wife, a mom. Uh, by trade, I'm an educator of uh, more than 25 years and a uh, person active in the community and a uh, person who desires just to, to really live a balanced life uh, internally, emotionally, spiritually, and definitely physically. Um, so what else do we want to know? Well, uh, when it came to making the decision to work on your physical, what, what brought that about? Well, I will tell you um, just kind of a quick backstory how I even came to know about you and Karen. Uh, a few years ago, attending Good Shepherd's Fellowship Conference, had the opportunity to hear you all speak and just talk about the importance of good health. And at the time... Uh, just I did not um, really have all of my ducks in a row to be able to embark on the full journey, but had sense enough to know that, you know, maybe I need to start with something. So I had an opportunity to connect with Karen and she helped me with having a food plan. Mm -hmm. And so I started that years ago and, and did some things, but kind of fast forward to what sparked this um, opportunity once I um, kind of got to this place was really what probably brings everybody to this table is something that happened in health and it actually happened with my husband's mm -hmm. health something that he needed to um, work through to bring in balance and I thought um, as we were looking at that of course the, the doctors had you know put him on medication to try to balance and I thought just in my quiet time what what else could we really do to correct or address what the issue was and just in my quiet time got that still small voice said oh 
reach out, email, call Karen. And when I did, she called me right back, emailed me right back. I talked it over with my husband saying, hey, honey, you think we might be able to just meet with them to see if there's something that they can really help us with in terms of bringing health back into balance. And so he agreed, and I really came along for the ride Mm. (laughs) to support him because I know that, you know, when you are walking a journey to change something in your health, it's tough, so you need all hands on deck. So I wanted to come along for the ride, but it wasn't long after we started doing that that I realized, wait, hey, (laughs) I I need this just as much as he does. So I, I began to take most of my focus off of just being only support mm-hmm. for him but then started focusing on wait I can I can benefit from this really benefit my husband and my family and myself better focusing on what I can get out of uh, my own health looking at my own health so long story short of it that was the initial thing that brought me, brought me here but the the thing that that really stood out was that hey I needed I needed this experience just as much as he did. Well, uh, when uh, you heard what our plan was for you, uh, did you think I was crazy? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm glad you brought up the word crazy, and I didn't have to be the first person to say <laughs> to say it. You know, because um, just having a science background, there were certain points that. I understood in theory about what you were saying. You know, these are the things that we need to focus in first about it not being first about only the workout, but the key is in the nutrition. And I was like, okay, all right, I can go with that. But then when you started speaking about, okay, the balance of it, to bring things back into balance, you know, the benefit of looking back at what original nutrition was like for us as believers, you know, more plant-based, and that would be the way to really reset and and see what issues you had going on in your body first. I was like, okay, yeah, James and Karen crazy. <laughs> something, something wrong with them. Something wrong with them. I'm just going to be like the rabbits out grazing in the yard. This is, you know, going to be tough. <laughs> well, did you think that we were dogmatic about what we were saying? Or did, or did we try to teach as we went along? Well, I would tell you this. Um, I have just known in the past experience that whenever... I needed to make abrupt changes in my life. I had to make them, I had to be drastic about it. And I, I used drastic kind of, I, well, maybe drastic is not the best word, but you had to be so very focused and whatever it is you were doing, you had to go at it and it did, and it would feel and look drastic to other people. And even to, I guess it really could seem that way to the person doing it. But what I came to learn because I love to learn as a, as a teacher I'm just a learner because I love to learn I could appreciate your taking the time not just to say do this do that do the other but saying okay this is what we want you to do here's the why and and that's really important for me and how I learn because I can really lean into doing a thing especially something that's going to challenge my core beliefs and challenge my many years of poor habits in an area 
if I understand the why and, and I just keep going back every day to this is why. And I think it was even, um, it, it got easier to lean into that as I began to experience the results. Well, did you think it would be as, you think it would be difficult because, you know, uh, it's been, what, eight months now. Right. And you had a goal that you set for yourself, but your goal was to lose weight. Right. Right. You know, because I think you had pretty good health. You know, you weren't, you weren't coming because you thought that you needed to improve your health. Right. But did you improve your health? Yeah, well, it's funny you should say that because I thought I was just coming along for the ride um, and the support uh, for my husband. But what I really recognize is you all just begin to teach and to talk about what good health is. I, re- I recognize even though my, my biometrics, you know, going to the doctor, seeing what the blood sugar is, seeing the, what the blood pressure is, seeing what, you know, the cholesterol is, even though those numbers weren't out of balance for me, I really was not walking in the best health mm-hmm. because I was overweight. And not only that, I was not clear in my thinking, as clear as I am now. Um, even in my emotions and how things, you know, impact me. So, could you see improvements in your health? Uh, although you didn't feel like you were coming for that reason, you felt like you were coming for weight loss. And and I try to explain that it's not just about weight loss; it's about gaining health. And if you gain health, you will lose weight. And some of the you had talked to me about. You had shoulder pain and ankle pain. Has any of that stuff yeah. improved? Yeah, so I'm glad you, you uh, took us back to that because, like I said, I, I thought that I was all pretty much kind of fit, but um, probably about a year and a half ago, well, pr- two, two years ago, I spent about eight months in a boot for tendonitis that uh, I went to orthopedics. They were like, well, we don't see anything there that, you know, this fracture, this brokenness, all we can say is you got inflammation in your tendon. And I'm like, okay, so how can we heal that? Well, just wear this boot. Well, I wore the boot for eight months, still the same. And I had to end up changing my shoes. Like I could not wear tennis shoes. And, and how crazy is that? Cause tennis shoes are the most comfortable shoes to me on the market. I couldn't wear tennis shoes because that tendon has so much inflammation in it. And then, um, in my left shoulder, same, my range of motion was very limited because I had extreme pain. And, and when I went, of course, to the doctor, you know, I said, well, you probably got a little arthritis in it. So where would I even get that? <laughs> you know, how did I even, you know, come to that point? Even having to see a chiropractor, a, a chiropractor who just said, you know, we can give you adjustments that should help. And none of that helped. But what I did notice Immediately as the, the nutrition, the food, began, I began to clean up the food. We began to really clean up the food and um, removed the meat from our daily diet and really began to eat um, the live food. You know, drinking up the shakes, getting 100% of the nutrition out of the salads and and the food that we did cook, not cooking it to death to where there was no nutrition in it, 
then I noticed one day when we were in working out and I had to do exercise, the, the calf raises, you know, or even being able to jump on up on the elevated mats. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> hold up. I can actually do this. I don't have any pain in my ankle, None, no tendon pain. And even as, um, you know, we began to, to work through uh, certain parts of the body, like lifting the muscles, building the muscles, no shoulder pain. And I was like, wait, hey, <laughs> James and Karen are as crazy as I thought they were. No, this really does work. And so um, the benefit of improved health was definitely um, the top priority because where I thought I did have it, I I didn't. And then being able to get to that point where I had no joint pain, let me see very clearly, no, we, we have a, a way to obtain better health, but it is going to take <laughs> doing takes, something takes different. Discipline. Yeah. Takes discipline. Yeah. But when we talked about uh, nutrition part of it, you know, a lot of people think because I and Karen are plant-based that we tell people not to eat meat. Right. And we tell them that's not what we, we don't promote that. What we do is tell people that if they have a problem, that they need to always reset, just like you do a computer. You have right. to reset, find out what your problem is. It could be meat, it could be vegetable. It doesn't, it's not really about uh, eating meat or whatever. But we weren't designed to eat meat every meal. Right. So, uh, and the way we prepare any kind of food, whether it be meat, vegetable, fruit, you know, if I make an apple pie, that's not, <laughs> that's not a nutritious meal. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. So, when I, I asked you all to uh, cut the hours of when you ate, to try to bring you into some discipline. Was that strange to you? Right. Oh, wow. That was like super strange. So I was thinking to myself, okay, 12 to 14 hours, like I, I'm, I'm going to be starving. <laughs> I'm going to be starving. And, um, and what it made me think about too, because we were in the point where I have never really been able to what I call authentically fast or what I thought about, you know, fasting was not the, the correct way of thinking of it, but your body really does need a chance that 12 to 14 hour time period to process and fully digest what you have in, ingested, what you've taken in. And so um, when you talk about, you know, just, you know, be able to look at not only what we eat, but the times we eat. I was thinking, wow, you know, I have a science background. I've never heard that before, you know, but because I am coming to people who have done this and I am investing good time and resources, I'm going to give it a try. I'm just going to do what you tell me. I'm just going to do what you tell me to do and see kind of what comes out of that. Um, but the thing of the food, especially, you know, saying, not just, you know, strictly saying don't ever eat meat again, but just saying, you know, if you got to have meat or feel like you just got to have it, 
make it two to three ounces, no more than three ounces. And here's the kind of meat, you know, go for an organic, boneless um, chicken thigh, you know, and and cut it in small bite-sized pieces. Because one of the other things is that I was learning we really don't chew our food, you know. So that part of digestion doesn't even get started well because we're in such a hurry or don't have a discipline to just stop, slow down, and chew the food. So not only was it that, you know, what we're eating, the fact that, you know, if we're going to eat meat, it just had to be in small portions. And the time we were eating, but putting everything together. And that to me was the key to really learning my body and listening to my body. Because even on the times where, you know, we ate meat, I could tell, oh, wait, hold it. Here comes the tenderness and the soreness back in the tendon. Here comes the tenderness and the soreness back in the shoulder. So it did not take rocket science for me to understand that even though we could eat meat, it's kind of like that scripture says, this is good for me, but maybe, but not beneficial. I could eat it, but I didn't feel good. I didn't feel my optimum. So it caused me to stop and to think, yeah. Did it make you sluggish? Did it, did it uh, bring down your mood? Did, it, did it, the Food has a way not just affecting your body, but affecting your mind. Did it have a, an effect on your mood? And- oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the, the, one of the most enlightening things about this journey has been the awareness that food itself mm-hmm. is a drug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's the most legalized one and very acceptable because anybody can walk into any place that's, that provides food and purchase it and nobody's going to arrest you for that. And you are you have the the thought you get to decide how much of it is how much of it you're gonna eat and do. So what I learned very quickly is not only does it have an impact on how I was feeling physically you know, it would drag my, I could tell my energy level would be, you know, different, just lower my gut. You know, I know people don't normally um, just talk about in public bowel movements and all, but it just becomes a part of what we do. And in life, because our, how we're able to move our bowels determines our, you know, energy level. It determines whether or not, you know, you are feeling your best and, Food, depending on what kind you eat, will just lock you down. It it arrests you. So not only did it impact just how I was feeling my energy level and everything, it just it would just cause a hard stop in just how I was able to move food through my system. So I could tell very easily when I ate something that I should not have eaten very quickly. Let me ask you, did you notice that your rest was better? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, that was another thing. Like, all of it's like this one thing, this one thing bring, taking time to bring into balance, you know, an understanding about food, um, you know, fitness and wellness has impacted every single area of my life. So, you know, we would eat um, late. most of the time we would eat late you know after we got off work or sometimes just find ourselves eating while uh, snacking and stuff while watching TV and that kind of thing or just snacking even if you weren't hungry and um, putting the the meals together and bringing them into a certain span of time and saying okay at least um, four hours before you get ready to rest make sure you have at least 
that 46 hour period that you've cut all of your eating so that your body begins to go into what that rest and restoration mode so that digestion getting everything going through your system I mean I would sleep sound like hard as a rock and wake up refreshed without the alarm clock having to wake me up and I thought to myself wow I'm just kidding I'm just getting a lot of wins here (laughs) so when you're you know you you're a school teacher right and did it impress your your students that you were were able to be focused and and did it impact the way you talk wow absolutely I will say you know not just in work just in every single area too but especially because I'm a science teacher And this semester, my course load was anatomy and physiology, which really made a nice uh, marriage into what I was doing in my my personal life and what I was teaching. And so um, the theme that we took this year really was about wellness and nutrition. So thinking about the 11 human body systems, starting with digestion, which really is that system that every other one of our human body systems depends on and what that looks like in real life. So it was like a time to take what I teach in theory and bring it to life for myself, walking it and living it, and then for my students to make it relevant to them, especially in a time when everything we do is fast, 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 you know, and eating fast food. So they were extreme. My students were extremely impressed about it, but also I shared with them my struggles you know, and the challenge. And we ended up doing a study on fast food nation. There was a documentary that came out, you know, a few, many years ago about how, um, uh, one, one gentleman decided to put fast food to the test to see, you know, just what the impact was on people who ate fast food every day. And he ate it for every meal every day. And at the end of a 30 day period saw his body deteriorate as if he had been drinking alcohol every day. And so not only was that eye-opening to my students, it was eye-opening to me because we talk about people who drink, who consume alcohol, people who consume, you know, uh, drugs and things like, like, you shouldn't do that. And you're right, they shouldn't, but we forget about food, So who would have thought that eating fast food, the McDonald's and all of that, and really when we think about fast food, even folks who sit down at five-star restaurants, that food is still fast food Mm -hmm. because of the way that it is engineered to taste Mm -hmm. and, and it creates an addiction. So my students were like, what? Say what? Are you serious? You know, to the point where they begin to change their habits. And of course, we were in, you know, coming out of the pandemic, you know, some of them were in transition from being remote students to coming back in person. And many of them would eat in the cafeteria, which, you know, is a very dangerous place to eat. And they stopped. They stopped and uh, they would just either bring their lunch or they would wait until they got home and, and they would say, hey, Dr. Peterkin, what'd you bring for lunch today? You know, and they're like, we just want to see what you brought today. And I'm like, you know, hey, it's not glamorous and exciting, but I'm going to tell you when I open this container, I'm going to do just like my coach said. I'm, my brain that's thinking clearly is going to tell my mouth, 
open. I'm going to put the, the good food on this fork. I'm going to put it in my mouth and I'm going to chew <laughs> and my body's going to be excited about it. And um, the, the great thing about it is eventually I actually could really taste the food and it started really tasting good. Well, that's about all our time for today. We want to thank Dr. Jesslyn Peterkin for coming on and, and talking with us. She'll be back next week to finish up the conversation. I hope that you can listen in to see how her journey, journey ends up and continues. Uh, for James and Karen Roberts, we want to thank you all for listening. Come back next week so we can uh, finish up with Jesslyn. Uh, we appreciate her so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Keep living fit and doing what matters. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Living Fit. Please consult a physician or fitness professional before beginning any activity if you are under their care. If you would like to contact James or Karen, you can do so through the website, Facebook at livingfit.com.co, or call. Until next time, keep living fit and do what matters. Thank you.